Welcome to It's Become a Whole Thing, a podcast that takes a highbrow look at the lowbrow trash we love. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and each week we'll tap into the cultural zeitgeist by looking at the best and worst moments of TV history. Because here, we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and my God, did I miss you guys. You can you hear the joy in my voice? My cheeks are a little sore right now. I've been recording and I'm actually just, I'm just grinning to myself in the dark, like a little, little gremlin that I am. Uh, but you know, if you're new here, welcome. If you're not new here and you're confused by the new intro, please go back and listen to my little mini update episode from yesterday called, Where You Been, Bitch? Where You Bloody Well Been? Um, first and foremost, um, apologies to the nation of Australia for butchering your accent. Um, at the same time, I'm not that sorry. Um, but basically I needed to regroup, uh, and refresh and I feel like I'm coming back stronger than ever. I'm, I'm never giving up on this pot. I mean, I can't really speak to anything in my life as being permanent and forever. But this really is something that I say all the time. This is my favorite little corner of all of my whole world of content creation. This is my favorite thing that I do is just sit down and chit chat with you guys and talk shit. Um, and so it's so nice to be back. Um, I've got a new format. Uh, again, you know, I'll say listen to the update episode, you know, but for those of you who who haven't or who won't, whatever, what have you, it's the same thing as before. We're back on our same old bullshit, but it's through the lens of some of the best, trashiest, and most unhinged moments of TV history, some movies, some documentaries. Like, you know, I'm still I'm still me. I'm still gonna go on the same rant, still obsess over the tiny details. It's it's just it's a good thing. Um, I mean, I guess that's up for you guys to decide, you know. But I want you to know that you can suggest a show for me to watch. Um, you can DM me on Instagram, as always, at it's become a whole thing, or email me, it's become a whole thing at gmail.com. Um, I want you to listen through to the episode to see how you like it first. Um, if you don't like the new format after listening to an episode, luckily you're not beholden to the podcast. So I wish you love and light and nothing but the best on your way out. If you, however, take the route of choosing to express that through the reviews, I have unfortunate news for you. You will have a curse that befalls you for seven years. Unfortunately, during these seven years, whenever a coworker has an issue to bring up with you or your work, they're going to let you know through a passive aggressive email where they also CC your boss. And that's a really unfortunate fate. And I don't want you to go through that. It's a, it's a really horrible feeling. So don't leave your criticism in the reviews, please, please. And thank you. Um, as for also news for the pod, I am signed to a network called the Sonar Network. It's run by the most lovely people. They're based out of Toronto and they are absolutely the stereotype of, you know, Canadians being nice. Like we're not all nice but they really are like, they're just so lovely and supportive at every turn and every idea that I throw at them. And they've given me free reign to just do 
what I will with this podcast. Um, but they're just gonna be in the background supporting me and trying to get some ads. I've been saying from the beginning, I am trying to sell out. I just have not been given the opportunity yet. So hopefully they will facilitate that. Uh, it will be all official with some new podcast art in March. Uh, but yeah, signed to a network, baby. Uh, and I have an editor. I have a cut like what what happened, guys? Like I, I say that in the best way. What happened? <laughs> We're getting professional over here. Um, the editor of the podcast, Solomon Krauss Imla, he's wonderful. And if you're looking for anyone to help you guys with editing podcasts, he also does music production, sound design, any of that stuff. He's great. I'm going to put his email in the show notes because, guys, I'm a hot mess express. Like, it's not just an act for the pod. It's real life. <laughs> it's in real life. And Solomon does a fantastic job of rolling with the punches and being gracious with everything. So yeah, hit him up if you need uh, audio things. And I'm just going to get right into it. We're going to go right into the recap of the absolutely iconic Jersey Shore season one, episode one. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. Okay, and we're back with Sammy P for season two of It's Become a Whole Thing Podcast. Hello. Woo woo. We're back. We're back. How are you going, Sammy? Oh, I'm going good. How are you? I'm good. I am excited for today. Um, I even got a little nervous. Like, I felt like I'd never recorded a podcast before. Just like a new Ooh, like the first time again. I know. I know. No, I'm lubed up and ready to go. Um, <laughs> I by that I mean I covered my face in Vaseline, um, <laughs> which is what you've been wanting for me for a long time. Yeah, I saw that you had a bit of an outburst in your stories about what slugging was or wasn't. And I was like, oh, I can just tell her in person if we do connect soon gosh knows I never see you but um, (laughs) the important thing is that you put lots of important stuff like peptides moisturizers whatever you need first and then the Vaseline so the slugging is the good stuff under a layer of not slug juice although apparently snail juice is something we both like absolutely need to be on yesterday I I don't know I'm late to the party because I heard about face slugging and I knew there was something that goes before the Vaseline. I just did Vaseline. So I'm like a half slug. Um, But I, (laughs) what I was losing my mind about was lip slugging. Like, because I I was watching this video and I'm like, that is just putting Vaseline on your lips. I'm sorry. They were like, no, put a moisturizer on first. And I'm like, and then put some on and then leave it on while you sleep. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Were we all, were all the nineties kids like lip slugging because our parents were smearing us with vaseline before we like went out in the winter yeah i mean yeah she puts on like a fancy lip balm and then vaseline on top so it's just a two-layer lip balm um it's not you know a mind-bending concept but my mind was bent i was i was disturbed for you (laughs) you were like spiraling out into a galaxy far away (laughs) yeah yeah follow me on instagram if you want to see my late night my late night stone spiraling uh, um, actually on this, I want to say one thing about a TikTok trend that I love, which is de-influencing, like people being like, here are all the products I bought because I was told they were amazing and they're actually shit and do nothing. And I'm like, this is amazing. I need to get on there because I have wasted 
tens of thousands of dollars easily over my life on products that I think are going to be like a holy grail, as they put it, something that makes me feel, wow, so pretty. This made such a difference. Like, I'm so happy now that I have this product. And it's all lies. It's garbage, like 99.9% of them. I know. We we really live our life like happiness is like just within reach. It's like one shopping cart away. Yeah, totally. It's like, well, once I get my like, once I get my flyaways under control and like <laughs> my lips are ultra glossy, like people better watch out. <laughs> yeah. I thought putting on lip balm was enough, but once I start lip slugging, like I, <laughs> I'll be like good. I'll be good to go. Like people would be like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> no like I, I feel like there's something different about you like I used to think your lips were like a little bit dry I dare I say crusty but like lately like you've been just dewy and <laughs> like god you look so young and I was wondering what's your secret that's what I'm always trying to do go from musty dusty crusty to just looking glowing um youthful yeah I, I've seen some de-influencing videos where it's just people being like don't buy this don't buy this don't buy this sit your dumb ass down <laughs> I'm like it works <laughs> on me I'm like okay yeah totally <laughs> I mean I was doing what the internet told me before for in terms of like impulse purchases so if you just tell me to do the opposite I'll just listen to whatever whatever enough people on the internet tell me to do yeah whoever was the last person to talk to me like that's who I will be listening to honoring going forward yeah maybe we can be that to some people maybe we can be that beacon of light totally and speaking of influencing and de-influencing like our topic today is like the ultimate push and pull between like do we want to be them? Do we want to buy from them? Are we like staring at them in disgust? Are they amazing? Are they grotesque? Are they unsung heroes? Um, what has been their character arc over the past decade and a half? Should we get into it? Should we just get yeah. right in? Okay, we are going to be recapping Jersey Shore season one, episode one. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right off the bat, like, I was like, oh, my God, am I going to watch this whole show again? Like, it was so good. It was like, it was like eye candy. Yeah, it was like a tropical vacation. It was like, it felt so good all over my body. It was like a drug, like my like drug of choice, like doing it again after a long time. I was like, ooh, should I get back into it? <laughs> I know. As soon as I saw Wow's jet black hair with the stick straight, like bleached uh extensions like hanging out of the bottom like I felt joy like wash over my body I just felt peaceful yeah same oh my gosh okay well let's start from the beginning like well before we get into Jersey Shore so I wanted to situate us in time um the show aired December 3rd 2009 so I had to calculate that it was 14 years ago <laughs> um and I was gonna look up like the top news items of that day but then I looked and it was just depressing and I was like we're here for escapism not not problems um but I will say it, no no so I'm, I mean like the non-pop culture news just like wars and shit um yeah we can do that on our own time this is but for... I, but no I think that's very important oh like okay. I think that it being like it's okay it's year two of the Obama years like a but we are in a recession like a very serious recession that's um, true. I think that's all part of it. That is true. Okay, so I'm interested in your cultural highlights from the time because mine were okay. So we've got um, non-ironic ukulele songs like dominating YouTube and just the internet as a whole. 
Um, that week, Tiger Woods was caught cheating for the first time. Um, uh, and the first Kardashian baby was born. Courtney and Scott Disick gave birth to Mason. So a lot happened that week. <laughs> um, and and the top songs, the top songs are a journey, okay? <laughs> Boom Boom Pow by Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> Empire State of Mind, Jay-Z and Alicia Keys, okay? I Dreamed a Dream by Susan Boyle, What You Say by Jason Derulo, and a little song called TikTok by Kesha. Yeah. Yeah, we're deep in the Kesha years, and um, another show that I like am dying to cover is Teen Mom, and of course, that's who I think of when I think of Kesha fans is Janelle being like, I would go to jail for four times the amount of time to be able to make one Kesha concert. Like, that's why I have all these feathers in my hair. Like, it was a time of partying, of wild partying, like, let's party our troubles away. We might not have enough money in the bank. All the, like, popular songs of the time were like, I'm broke, but I'm going to the fucking club. Shots, shots, shots. Like, that's just where we were at, you know? It was, I know. It was so long ago, but it feels like yesterday. Yeah, we should do Teen Mom. Um, Yeah, but at the time for me in my life, like, I was also about the same, like, we're, we're millennials, they're millennials, so we were the same age as them and in our party phase too. So it it, like, it just hits so right. Like it completely aligned for me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad. And tell me they were kind of on the forefront of EDM. I feel like, like I like everyone grew up with different, like music being like the music of their life. Like I'd never heard country music ever until I was an adult and People are like, oh, I thought that was like the go-to music that they just have on in restaurants. I'm like, okay, well, not in Toronto. For yeah, me. Non, Non-Montreal. Yeah. So, yeah, but I I hadn't also heard EDM. Like, I was like in a place where it was like either rock or like hip-hop, R&B, reggae, like just not house music ever. So these were like the first like fans of like EDM house, like people going out and like you know fist pumping and like they're like yeah we just beat up the beat i'm like what what like it, i was learning i was having a cultural experience as well no, it's so true because no you're so right because edm is like it's ubiquitous now it's just a mainstream chart topper but like it wasn't until like um what what was it 2015 2016 when it was like skrillex and like this is what you came for um came out like that kind of like broke into the billboard charts you know it made it like more mainstream but like it really wasn't on the forefront at least in north america yeah like 2009 was a little early i feel like the whole dubstep thing was really peaking around like 2011 2012 2013 but like i do feel that they were like trailblazers in a lot of ways that's all i'll say (laughs) yeah dubstep was popular but also really mocked like it just was sort of it was like really enjoyed and equally disregarded but it wasn't like a it wasn't a chart topper, you know? Yeah, yeah. But like the crossover of EDM into mainstream pop music was just kind of happening around this time. But I don't know if these people were out partying to pop music. I mean, they stripped all the music out of the show. So unfortunately, we don't know what they were clubbing to, but it sounded like it was like house. Yeah. Or was from that what when, they describe? Or was that when Skrillex came out? Because <laughs> it's he's all I can think about now that we covered him on the Patreon and how he grew a beard and got hot. Um Skrillex was I mean I know for sure 2011 let's see breakout hit bang a ring 
Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. Uh, it came out in October of 2010. So yeah, okay. 2011 was when yeah. it exploded. Okay, so that's where we were at. Um, now we've like situated ourselves. I think we should just dive right in. Um, but first, I'd like to know which Jersey Shore character are you? Like, which archetype do you identify with? I mean, like I I see myself as sort of a cross between maybe on my best days Wow, on my worst days maybe like sammy um with a little touch of Vinny thrown in there okay i saw you as more of a sammy but okay yeah well i, I mean it's like i am sammy so it's like obviously at the time like everyone was calling me sammy sweetheart like we were just referencing jersey shore constantly so it was of course it was like brought up like and i had little clip and hair extensions yeah and, like, not just because of the name like because of <laughs> Like, I when she was like, I wouldn't leave the house without my my extensions. Like, I could see that being a time in your life. Oh, totally. And like the little like white short shorts being like a go to clubbing outfit. Like, yes, I have a lot in common with Sammy, but she is such a miserable bitch that it's tough. Well, I mean, the character <laughs> that I most identify with is Snooky. So, you know, like season oh, one, yeah. Snooky. You- she, she's You're 100% a, a Snooki. <laughs> I'm just 100% with a touch of Angelina walking in with her garbage bags. Like that would have been me 1000%. I wouldn't have like, I wouldn't have thought about it. Now, like it's taken like 34 years to be like, I would need to bring luggage. But like at the time <laughs> and at the age, I would have just like not even thought about it. Just packed a mix of like cosmetics and clothes and just like thrown it loosely into a garbage bag. Um, That moment like had so much like pathos. I felt when when Angelina came in with her trash bags and Vinny was like, do you not have a family member that you could borrow luggage from? Like, oh, my God. Actually, I think that was around the year that I moved out into my first apartment and I moved out with my stuff in garbage bags. And I remember my roommates making fun of me and like looking into the garbage bags and there was just a mix of all my shit like not categorized and they were like laughing at me so much and I was <laughs> and I remember just sitting out on the steps of our apartment and like being so sad. Because they were making Aww. fun of me, but I was like, it was so warranted. Well, I mean, like, you just have, like, you know, executive dysfunction, as we both do. And probably Angelina does, too. Like, she just swept her stuff off the, you know, I'm sure her room is so messy. And I'm sure she just threw it in bunches in the garbage bags and headed out and didn't think twice about it. And, like, it was like, this is a simple solution to what I need to do, which is move all my shit somewhere else. Like, yeah. she is living in a world where she's got other fucking concerns exactly that's the thing it's like there's no thought behind it. it's like i need my things from point a to point b that's it that's the whole task like okay what well, the vehicle is unimportant but come yeah. to find out it is okay okay let's roll it back like to the beginning of this episode because i don't want to miss any juice no i mean this episode was so like it was just all killer no filler there was Everything out of their mouths was gold. Everything that was happening was funny. There was nothing boring. There was nothing like it was just like, wow, this is like people always say it, but lightning in a bottle, like from the from the jump. And it was one hour episodes. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Oh, and they fly by because you're getting so much juice. So and even just in the first couple frames, like I already saw so many things that I I think you're not even really allowed to show on TV anymore. So like people smoking (laughs) cigarettes, tanning beds. I don't I think you would maybe in a fictional show be able to show that. But as like an ironic throwback. But now I don't think you would be able to show people smoking unless it's like a brief flash of it. 
Yeah, like they stopped um, airing the smoking section on Love Island. I know because people were complaining that it's like a long ad for smoking. But like that's where all the juice happens. So it's it's like then people were complaining that we're missing so much gossip and so much drama because people are smoking and having it out. And like if these people are smokers, we need to see them fucking smoking. Like I I need to see them at all times. I know. Like now they don't show... Now they don't show the housewives smoking unless it's a key right. scene where they're screaming at each other and you just, you just can't cut it out. But back then, it was fair game. We saw the situation in his car smoking. Like, it was just, yeah. Uh, yeah, where where, where to what? Well, well the first, it opens up on Polly D. He is who we are first introduced to. Um, he lives in Rhode Island. He is... Italian and you know there's not that many Italian it's like a half Italian cast um and he explains that they're all they're all Italian no premise who's not Italian um Jay Wow um Ronnie um Snooki is I think Cuban descent she's adopted but no no from uh Chile okay okay sorry um yeah, so isn't that about half? And then Polly, Mike, Vinny, and Sammy are... No, no. Uh, Ronnie is Puerto Rican and Italian, so he is Italian. I think they all had to be... Oh, oh okay, okay. Well, JWoww was not, but she she was indispensable. Oh, um, no. No, you're right. JWoww is the only one who's not Italian. She's of Irish and Spanish descent, but she... Yeah, she's our little Irish princess, and she can be there no matter what. She doesn't need any prerequisites. But Oh, yeah, um... she deserves a seat at the table. Absolutely. <laughs> um Polly D says right off the bat he's a DJ. He's like my tagline is I'm your girlfriend's favorite DJ. A lot of girls get with me after the show, a lot of them are boyfriends. I mean, that's just my thing. And yeah, he says he has a tanning bed in his house. I'm pretty sure that was like a $10,000 investment at the time. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I I think you're right. And a lot of them have had really wild character arcs that are really unexpected over the 14 years we've known them, but he's stayed perhaps the most consistent of all of them he's still djing he still has the same hairstyle he's still uh a bachelor constant bachelor hooking up with different chicks every night at the club you know well he's found love now with who with one of the girls from his dating show nicole i think is or i don't know her name but i've seen clips of them um in love on on tiktok and but yeah, he's well into his 40s the first time he had a serious girlfriend. So yes, he doesn't really change. He's, I remembered him sort of starting his DJ career on the show, but that was totally wrong. He's an established DJ at this point. So yeah. Which is great because the cast made $0 from their first season. Really? They weren't paid a single dollar except for what they made at the Shore store. Oh like, my God. Like it was like an actual job. It was a real job and they really needed that money. They were hungry for the money and they couldn't, stand to get fired because this was their summer job but like i thought it was like illegal to like make a show about someone where they're the star and not pay them a dime like i'm pretty sure that's against union rules (laughs) i i don't know know what oversight jersey shore season one had because we also we watched a lot of things go down that i just think they would have intervened with now oh totally i mean i mean we see underage girls drinking in the first episode like yeah yeah there's a lot anyway um, so next we meet our girl Snooky. Nicole, she is the princess of Poughkeepsie, New York, and she says her dream is to find a hot, juiced up 
Guido and move to New Jersey. <laughs> she does. Like she does. She achieves that dream. She really took the path of Paris Hilton where she got her start from playing the bimbo and then jokes on us like she invested in real estate, um, maintained a steady income flow uh, as her star uh, had its waxes and wades. Like she became a family woman. She I don't think anyone was betting their money on Snooki, but she she's stayed in the zeitgeist, I'd say, the entire time, the entire 14 years we've known her. Absolutely. Her and Jaywa were really able to like monetize their friendship in an amazing way. And now they're raising their kids together. And like, I mean, girl boss goals. Like, oh, yeah. We love to see them win. Yeah. We um, love friendship on this podcast. Hell yeah. That's something that sets us apart. <laughs> um, so, third, we meet Mike. Um, he is Italian and from Jersey. So the double whammy, um, he is incredibly ripped at this time and explains right off the bat. My abs are so ripped up. We call it the situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's no mystery. Would you have to take steroids to get that defined muscles? Um, I don't think that you have to, depending on your genetics. But do I think he was on steroids at this time? Yes, I do. I think okay. him and Ronnie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, between um, the looks and the roid rage. Yeah, totally. Um, instantly, Mike is dropping one-liners all the time. He says, you can hate on me all you want, but what can you really say to a guy who looks like Rambo without a shirt on? Fair point. What can you say? Not much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't really come at it. You, you know, he just shows those abs. And people are like, man, I got to respect that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was very primal. It was just like man lift up shirt. Hey, you like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it worked. Me it stomach. worked for him. Like <laughs> yeah. my stomach. Me. Do you like? <laughs> simple. Simple <laughs> times. <at> my tummy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eight times out of 10, he was getting results. So like can't argue with that. But yeah. um now we move on to our other Italian Jersey native, Sammy Sweetheart. She yeah. she says a guidette is someone who likes to get dressed up, takes really good care of themselves, tans, and knows how to own it and rock it. <laughs> Your impression is already like, oh, chef's thanks. kiss. I can't wait to see it just blossom. <laughs> Forever my hype woman. Thanks, Amy. She, she, the way she like drops into like kind of a higher register. I I can't do it. She has the baby you, voice. You amazing. Anyway. I'm the sweetest. Yeah, she does a baby meet. voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, but do not fuck with me. I'm not looking for Mr. Right. I'm looking to break hearts. Yeah. yeah. And she never goes out without her hair extensions, which are completely, uh, you can't tell when she has them in. They're like the same length as her hair and she has beautiful long dark hair. And it's just one of those things that <laughs> she does just for fun. Yeah. And and she looks great. Yeah. Um. And her and Mike, like, you know, they're introduced right next to each other. They sort of are the first will they or won't they? They're kind of our, like, Romeo and Juliet that never came to pass. Like, It was a combination of the perfect see... cast with the perfect production team. Because, yeah, the way that they set them up was also just, it was chef's yes. kiss. The way they edited Oh, my it God. And... Oh, and... yeah. Oh, the editors and the producers. I hope they're all millionaires from this. Because as a reality TV... Uh, producer you you could not do better work than this this is it yeah even the prop department for giving them the duck phone like oh god the duck phone like we'll give, get there give them the an comedy emmy from the duck phone 
I know. Yeah. Give them seriously. an Emmy. Give um, them a Peabody. They were robbed, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so next we meet Vinny. We're in Staten Island. He's got a big Italian family. Um, and he says, he says 21 long years of anticipation. And I'm like, <laughs> I love that he's 21 years old. And he's saying his whole life, he's been waiting for to be able to turn 21 and go to the Jersey Shore. I'm just, I'm picturing. Yeah. Baby Vinny in the hospital room and his parents just holding him <laughs> like one day, 21 years from now, you'll hit the Jersey Shore <laughs> club in a karma. Yeah. He's like, I can't get in with a fake ID. Like you have to be 21 to drink at the Jersey Shore in these bars. So it's like, okay, <laughs> his dream is coming true. And like, at least the ethics 20- are strict. Yeah. At the yeah, Jersey Shore. Like, okay. Sure. Um, so he's the youngest, I believe, member of the cast. And that gives him some like leeway with me. Like I will excuse some of his more heinous acts because at least he's 21 at this point. Like uh, Polly and Mike are pushing 30. <laughs> yeah. Polly is 27. I had to look it up. Um, No, he's 29. Uh, J-Rob sorry, says. 29. Yeah. yeah. And then and the other one situation is like 27, 28. Anyway. Um, so, but Vinny says he's also smart. He graduated college. He got good grades. Um, so don't underestimate him. Um, no. Yeah. Um, next, we move on to Long Island and we meet our Irish Spanish princess, Jay Wow. Um, and the first line we hear. After I have sex with a guy, I will rip their heads off. <laughs> it went down in infamy. Oh, yeah. It was inspirational. She says, if you don't know me, then you hate me and you wish you were me. I like playing emotional games with men. After the first month, we have a good month, and then I take them on a roller coaster ride to hell. <laughs> the ultimate femme fatale. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> she is. She's oh my God. And her I like her season one implants are just a sight to behold. Hard as a rock, far apart, just like two cantaloupe halves right under her skin, like Oh my god, they are, you can't take your eyes off them. No, she kind of has that um that sort of like Wendy Williams composition a little bit with the implants and like just right shaped like the letter P, a <laughs> capital P. A little bit. I mean, and like bless, like it was it, it was incredible sight to behold. Oh, like she was yeah, and she's she was, hot. Like, she was so physically strong too. Yes, I appreciate yes. that. She's she's ripped, she's got a cute little butt. At this time, she was doing like um like modeling like she was on some calendars like for like motorcycle and tattoo magazines like you know um so then we meet ronnie never never fall in love with the jersey shore i don't i don't know what love means and he says never ever 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 fall in love (laughs) and he never did um god he curses himself with that line ronnie definitely has like a witch's curse on him like he is someone who doesn't learn from his mistakes he keeps walking into trouble again and again but i don't want to get too far ahead of myself um in his introduction he says i take off my shirt and girls come to me like a fly comes to shit (laughs) it's a true watering hole animalistic situation (laughs) but it's so apt because he is like a piece of shit so like he is he's right on to compare himself to it and that's why i like always say like there's always there's someone for everyone there's your perfect love matches out there if you're a really douchey guy there's a douchey lady out there like you will undress yourselves in the club and then just make eye contact and like 
meet up, like link up. It's that simple for that type. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ronnie is someone who should have an electric fence around him so that nobody can get close to him. But I think now people know, well, one child and many arrests later, I think people are aware, but it took a lot. Yeah, it took a lot. Because along with it being acceptable to show uh, smoking and tanning beds on screen at the time, it was okay to show essentially uh, abuse. Domestic violence. Yeah, Domestic violence that Ronnie committed that we were all laughing at. No one questioned for a second. It was just lols at the time. Yeah, totally. Um, He doesn't show his red flags in this episode, though. No. So lastly... We're introduced to Angelina. She says, I'm the fucking Kim Kardashian of Staten Island. I'm all natural and I'm fucking hot. (laughs) Speaking of putting a curse on herself, the stark (laughs) contrast of saying I'm the Kim Kardashian of Staten Island and then showing up with garbage bags. It was was perfect. It was so good. (laughs) Yeah. And saying if there's ever Um, a time I don't look good, I don't leave the house. Like, same. Same. (laughs) Same girl. Relate. So... Then we're getting into it. The situation's rolling up. And we get our first glimpse of the iconic rental shore house. Yeah. Like, then we're introduced to the final character of the duck phone. <laughs> yes, we see the duck phone. Mike and Polly are the first ones in the house. Wait, I just have to say the duck phone was a last minute addition from the props department. They found it at a thrift store and just thought like, oh, we'll throw this in uh, for fun. Like, very last minute. And I think it's one of the things that cemented the show as iconic. Oh, yeah. The the scene that occurs in this episode had me rolling with laughter. Oh, yeah. Um, so Mike and Polly say they're going to bunk together. Sammy comes in. Mike says she's beautiful and says, will you bunk with us, too? Her outfit uh, stopped me in my tracks. She is wearing a purple snakeskin halter top, black formal short shorts, and black patent leather pointed toe pumps. <laughs> she says, these guys are hot as hell. <laughs> what do you mean by formal short shorts? Like, do you remember when um, formal shorts were in? Like, it was made of sort of a tuxedo material and had, like, cuffs and, like, little um, pockets. Yes. My, I repressed this in my memory. And, yes. Well, they were a big staple for me. Um, and Sammy and I, like, we both like to highlight our legs. So she wore a lot of outfits that I also wore. And my mom, like, told me, like, if you wear shorts and high heels, like, I'm telling you, that is just an across-the-board trashy look. <laughs> don't wear it. And you were like, <laughs> and shut up, it on shut Sammy, up, mom. I was reminded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't know, understand fashion. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Ronnie is now driving up, and he says, I can't wait to party. Get creepy and filthy and weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, so many lines on their own would cancel someone in this day and age. <laughs> A guy saying that I'm here to get creepy, I'm here to be a creep, instantly, it wouldn't be cancelable, but it would be like people would be upset. Yeah, totally. But he makes it sound funny at this time. Um, Oh, And I was like, creepy and filthy and weird. But yeah, anyway, Snooki, we see her almost get into several accidents. (laughs) She says, I can't fucking drive. Get used to it. Once again, I relate to the hot mess expressory (laughs) so deeply of (laughs) Snooki. I know, I love her. And then her car just dies. Just, like, goes to a stop somewhere random. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, it's such a good metaphor for them because they're all so broke and so young. And they're just, like, using their last, like, $7 to get to the shore and, like, hope something works out. And, like, God, we've all been there. (laughs) Seriously, they're showing up in a rusted Honda Civic, you know? And they're 
but they really rub their last two nickels together and need to show up on time to the the shore store to to make (laughs) rent that month yeah um so Vinny comes in and he says sammy's not hot he was definitely expecting a bit hotter and i say Vinny, like it's called what look in a mirror you, look in a mirror yeah, before you look you, in a mirror um he sees Wow get out of her car and he's like oh she looks high maintenance i'm taking the bed in the room alone um i don't think any of the cast is that attractive like they're like ripped but like i mean i wouldn't rate any of them above a seven i think they look like us common folk yeah they are regular people which is yeah. the, the appeal totally yeah it's just a bit rich for me to hear Vinny being like oh none of these girls meet my standards it's like it's like okay, okay Vinny, yeah <laughs> sure. um and snooki rolls up and she says party's here party's and- here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and then mike says and this read absolutely slayed me that she looks like a little chihuahua spray painted black <laughs> I remember hearing that for the first time and just fucking screaming because I was also in my like tanning phase. Like I was like using the like extreme darkeners in the tanning bed. Like it was, I was getting that like muddy sort of look too. It was tanning was very, very in. Like that was one of the like main beauty standards at the time was to be tan if you were a white person. And, um, and Mike made me second guess that. (laughs) (laughs) you didn't want to be spray painting yourself into being an ethnically ambiguous person well just the the image of like a black spray paint blasted at a dog and how like patchy yeah yeah you know it was very visceral for me i was like oh shit okay yeah yeah they're Um, all good with one-liners too oh they're so good with them and so yeah they don't understand snooki they're calling her snookers snickers Snook- <laughs> yeah snacker snickers i don't think they got her name down at any point in the season like it was it they just yeah. like, they couldn't lock it in no they couldn't lock it in um uh snooki's attracted to ronnie at first um <laughs> Vinny says he feels too skinny with all these juice heads around and, and angelina rolls it's true off. yeah yeah, I know. He's pale and skinny compared to these people. <laughs> yeah. He was there, I think, as contrast, like as a palate cleanser. Yeah, he's, I mean, they, they, the cast is just genius. It's got just enough variety, just enough sameness, just enough, like, personality disorders. It's perfect. No notes. Um, so then we meet their boss at their fake job slash real job, Danny, who also owns the house. Very real job, turns out, <laughs> yeah. at the time. For season one, I'll say, yeah. Not real for Angelina, though. You know, she's like this job. I'm above this job. I'm a bartender, so I'm used to doing like great things. <laughs> um, I know when I heard Angelina uh, turning her nose up at the cast, and then later on getting very confrontational. That's when I had to pause and look up all their birth charts. Um, and I just want to say, this is another thing that really adds to the success of the show. It's a water sign dominant cast. So, mm-hmm. so. Our central thesis, maybe of the whole podcast, is that water signs are like the unsung heroes of reality TV. You oh, think yeah. it would be fire signs, but no, it's water signs. They have just enough, like they're emotional, they're off, like they're just they're volatile. Volatile. Yeah. Saying this as a water sign myself, you know. Um, but okay, Jenny and Sammy Pisces. I'm just doing their sun signs. Jenny and Sammy Pisces, Vinny Scorpio, 
Polly D and Angelina, Cancers, and Snooki and Ronnie, Sagittarius. So a little touch of a fire signs amongst a whole cast of emotional water signs. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like know. if they were casting this purely from an astrological point of view, that is enough to determine success. We should like pitch like a astrology based reality show and just try to make the most like <laughs> volatile combinations of people based on only their charts to live in a house um, or just be casting directors but, for all the shows right and t- take a close look but like these casting directors were whether they liked it or not which is because this is yeah an incredible yeah you can't improve upon perfection so no so instantly Snooki is uncomfortable she starts drinking she gets blacked out and she's not making a lot of sense She's kind of hitting on everybody, grabbing on them. Sammy is laughing at her a lot. She's judging her. Um, And she's, you know, Snooki's being left out. Um, She says she's used to being the center of attention at home, but here she's not. And she feels really weird. Yeah. And she's trying to deal with her anxiety. You know, she she strips off her clothes. She gets in the hot tub. I know. And it actually, it did make me sad for just, it brought me back to that early 20s insecurity. She's trying to cover it up by doing shots and trying to be extra fun. And it's just, it's not landing. Yeah. She's like, she's like, if I drink enough, like I'll overcome my social anxiety. But instead it's just like heightening and heightening and heightening her feelings and making her act more and more erratic. Instead she gets too drunk shows up late for their job orientation um and is puking in the trash and it made her say i'm on the outcast direct I quote know. direct quote i'm on the I outcast I, I, and no and like she walked in and she was like just so like is that okay like, i was puking like you got you guys are being weird towards me and, and they're all like yeah like it just i don't know i felt for her i know and Sam- Sammy's like, I didn't want your pukey breath on me. I know. And as an extremely pukey person myself, I just, that's also like another kindred moment. I'm like, yes. Like I'm pukey now. I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not really a drinker, but I'm just, I'm just pukey in regular life. But when I was 19 to 21 and partying, like I would have to like run out of like wherever I was. <laughs> Sometimes like multiple times in a night and just like that. Yeah, I know. Shaming her for puking, like, that was unnecessary. Yeah. We're, <laughs> pukey people are out there, and there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah, and you deserve representation, too. Yeah, we um, do. So, everybody leaves Snooky behind, and they go to the boardwalk, and then Jenny's boyfriend keeps calling on the duck phone, <laughs> and <laughs> Snooky's the only one home, and she can't fucking figure it out. <laughs> like, first she's talking to her dad, and then I think... Jenny's boyfriend calls on call waiting <laughs> and she's like who is this and he's like who is this <laughs> like it's Nicole it's he all goes, these grizzled sounding Italian men calling who like Snooki can't interpret who's Someone's- who she's like dad I no <laughs> someone says no it's not and hangs up she's like what <laughs> it just keeps switching between people every time she puts the phone down and it disconnects and starts quacking again and like she's like wait i thought i was on the phone why is it quacking it's so funny like she is a comedic goal like yeah oh my god oh, so so genius. good um so back on the boardwalk mike and sam are vibing they're holding hands he has his arm around her um 
Polly hears Jenny has a boyfriend and he says, I'll help you forget about your boyfriend. And <laughs> this like early, like when they're attracted to each other, like phase is like so cute because it doesn't last long at all <laughs> before they start like hating each other. No, they're all casting a wide net at this point. Yeah. They're like, oh, maybe we'll hook up. Maybe we won't. Um, yeah, they're all eyeing each other up. Anything's possible at this point. Totally. Sammy says me and Mike just feed off each other and he's amazing and like they're all cooking and then Mike and Ronnie both say that Sammy helping out makes her wifey material so now they've both staked their claim yeah and that's when Pauly D says girls are supposed to be cooking and guys are supposed to be eating (laughs) 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 at the time sure um yeah, so after dinner, Ronnie, Mike, and Polly are screaming at girls from the roof at the, that are walking by below. And three drunk girls are like, yeah, I'll go in the hot tub. We don't have bathing suits, but the guys say underwear is fine. And Well, first of all, to get these girls, they went fishing, as they called it, by just standing on their balcony just, and just yelling out. Once again, like pure, yeah. just like planet Earth, like mating call. <laughs> They're just yeah. like, hey. Yeah, like. Come upstairs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They were just whistling, like a loud whistle, and then these girls turned around and like it's like that trope of of men catcalling and people being like, when does that actually work? But it's like turns out it did in a certain time and place, it did work on a lot of at least once. (laughs) Well, yeah, we see it work on a lot of girls this season. Throughout this season, it did work. And the key part of it is that they weren't famous at this point. So it actually was just genuinely on the appeal of them yelling out to random women. Well, okay, the cameras had a lot to do with it, I think. A lot. Like, having a television crew there. But okay. all these girls would come to regret their participation in this show because it, it's so embarrassing. They, they're, you know, they're signing away their rights to their likeness when they're hammered. And then... Yeah, tipsy signing waivers or ham- or blackout signing oh, waivers. hammered. And, like, then they're degraded. Their they're bodies are shown. Grenades. In yeah, it gets yeah. bad. But these are the first girls up and they, you know, one girl, they're taking their tops off, they're taking their thongs off. And Ronnie asks Angelina and Sammy, please don't come up and infect the sexy hot tub with your horrendous energy. Um, But they do. (laughs) They come up and they just sit on the couch and watch them and hate on them so much from afar. And Ronnie doesn't like this. And he says, am I going to watch you with your boyfriends in the hot tub dog each other out? And I, I had to rewind and put closed captioning on because I thought he said, were you eating each other out? I was like, what is he saying? And then I really said, dog each other out. I'm like, uh, okay. I know. I, I thought he said, dug each other out. Subject to interpretation of what dog each other out in the hot tub means. <laughs> I know. I mean, I've heard a couple people say it after him. I think it's like a hookup euphemism, but oof, disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sound off if anyone knows what it means to dog each other out. <laughs> or maybe don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe don't. Um, so all the boys are in the hot tub, like three-way kissing the girls. And Angeline and Sammy say they lost all their respect for them in that moment. And Mike isn't really participating. He's scared. He keeps looking at Sammy. He's noticing she's pissed. So he gets out and is like trying to like smooth things over with her. Um, and Angelina's like going nuts, being like, oh, we need to filter the hot tub. There's like dirty whore bags in here. Um, and- Meanwhile, Snooky's remained in the mix and she's trying to bounce around from guy to guy and again the boys don't like this they don't like being watched or being hit on by uh, a girl they perceive as too 
what, are they, what do they call her like skanky she's sloppy 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 yeah. sloppy and like there's yeah they i don't know there's like a lot of body shaming that goes on too um but they spare Snooky that in the edit. But I have no no doubt that they were making fun of her for being, you know, a little chubby at this time. And um, Angelina's, like, being upset over the hot tub, like, being clean. Like, I wanted to, like, jump through the screen and be like, Angelina, hot tubs are disgusting. Like, whether or not these girls have their thong on, if people aren't showering before they get into the hot tub, it is unwashed butt soup in there like bubbles if you ever get into um a hot tub and there's that foam it's um oil and skin cells i found that out from a tiktok from a hot tub uh (laughs) someone who cleans hot tubs for a living yeah and like when you like used to house sit at that place with the hot tub and they had like a strict you must shower rule before everyone before you get in the hot tub i it really changed my life because then I started learning about why that's the case and how important it is. And if you're getting like makeup, sunscreen, sweat, deodorant, like in a hot tub, like it's not good. It was the cleanest hot tub I've ever experienced versus my apartment before <laughs> I was house sitting there where there was a hot tub outside and anyone who had lived in that building at any point in the past like decade or two would just poach it at night. So I'd come back to my apartment and there'd be like random people in the hot tub. They're like, I, I lived here six years ago. <laughs> they'd be it was like a jersey shore like they there'd be like random people hooking up in the hot tub and i was like i just moved here i don't know anyone like i can't say anything you and let them do it you what am i gonna do what am, are <laughs> what am i gonna do yell at them to get out i even oh no actually way worse than that uh also because this was when i was new to town so i this is legitimately how i would try to make friends i was actually basically like the guys i would try to befriend people and i'd be like i have a hot tub and I would invite them. Yeah, I would invite them over and just try to meet people. And um, and one time I was texting with some people and there was a miscommunication where it was like, oh yeah, let's hot tub. And I was thinking it was like a now thing and they were thinking like, we'll come later. Um, So I heard like chattering in the hot tub outside. So I go and it's like nighttime, there's steam. And so I'm like, woo. So I, <laughs> I, I step out. I think I had like wine in one hand like a joint in the other hand and I'm like hey guys and I get in and like I sit down and then right as I sit down there's a couple in their bathing suits the woman has her top off they're like I don't know if they were like actively hooking up but they were like on top of each other and they just look at me and I look at them and I'd already got in and said like hey and then (laughs) (laughs) oh my god what did they say we all just kind of stared at each other for a while and I didn't know what to do so I just lit the joint and then I just I just smoked (laughs) and I I think we just made polite conversation and then when it was done I just was like okay bye guys and I just (laughs) you left you left them in there and you went back inside yeah of course oh my god of course like this is such a bizarre fucking story but anyway um, i'm glad that you actually lived with literally the jersey shore hot tub so you're you're speaking from experience i'm just like, putting that together now actually yeah <laughs> yeah and then yeah like in the darkness of night it looked okay to go into and then sometimes we'd be in there and the sun would be coming up and it would like it would reveal like our faces and like the water it was the nastiest thing oh, like, i feel sick oh my god okay i have to move on oh <laughs> uh, okay so whew. um sammy is doing that thing where she's like do your thing i want you to have fun don't let me get in the way i'm a cool chick but like she's totally not and mike's like 
you know, he's not that dumb. He gets that, you know, it's not true. So he doesn't hook up with the girls. It's not um, fine. No, it's not fine. Um, and, you know, everyone's shaming Polly because he's 29 and the girls they brought home are only 20. And the hot tub girls are hammered. They're soaking wet. They get out. But they've invited the boys to come back to their house. And now the boys are like getting hell from their housemates inside. So they're like, what's going on? So they're like, let's just knock on the door. Okay, no one's answering. Let's go in and check if they're going to come. And one poor girl stumbles into the lion's den (laughs) in the living room and walks in on Jenny and Sammy and Angelina. And they are just like, Jenny says, wrong idea right now <laughs> leave and shut the door behind you <laughs> and angelina is like yeah bitches so the girls like let the door slam and then angelina like chases them out and is like screaming at them like all the whores shut up <laughs> <laughs> and these poor other women i know i know they were like all the women oh god they get so victimized the hookups but anyway um Snooki's inside and she's in a place of like paranoia and delusion. She's lying in her bed and she hears people screaming about whores and she thinks it's her. Watching her she... watching her laying in bed, dissociating and just listening to the screaming. <laughs> once again, never related to her more. <laughs> just deeply, deeply spiraling. And she's just staring out. I actually just screenshotted that moment because so I was like, that. It says so much. I didn't realize, though, <laughs> I like your interpretation that she thought it was her, because that makes sense. Because she looks... She says it. She's like, I hear them out there. They're screaming about me. They're not getting over it. They're not forgiving me for getting naked in the hot tub. <laughs> well, and it's, heart. like, sad, you know? I know, you know, she's her self-esteem is, like, in the gutter at this point. Um, But Angelina and Ronnie are now screaming at each other about, you know, what's classy, what's trashy... Ronnie yells at Angelina at the top of his lungs saying like, I knew you girls were going to bitch about us having fun with other girls. And Sammy's just sitting there like she's not freaked out about his behavior. She's only at this point concerned about Mike, you know, maybe kissing other girls or whatever. Um, You know, Mike stays calm, but obviously he regrets (laughs) getting in that hot tub. Um. He's like, why does everyone link me and Sammy up? Like, we're just roommates at this point. And Ron screams, because your head is so far up her ass, you could see out her mouth. <laughs> Sammy's laughing. Like, she likes it. Of course. She loves the attention uh, at the time. Ew. Oh, my God. If I heard a man scream at people this way, I would instantly just be dry as the Sahara. I would not ever, ever be attracted to him again. But. It took me a long time to see that for the toxic red flag it was because that would not have set off alarm bells at that age. Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) They're trying out Jolie as a nickname for Angelina. It's not working. No. Like, she's no Angelina Jolie. So why even go But (laughs) But she wasn't. Yeah. Jolie, but not yet the Staten Island dump. As she later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she wishes Jolie had stuck. Uh, oh, oh yeah, hell yeah. Um, so we end with Nicole calling her dad. She's packing her bags. She said she's really sad. She's being ignored. She's not having fun. You think about like the fabric of time and the butterfly effect, and it's like you know she's trying to go home. And if she had, history wouldn't oh, be God. what it is. No, like she becomes like the mascot of Jersey Shore, and like you know w- without her, like. It might not have been a success, honestly. 
no, no, no. I think she was the glue that tied everything together. Totally. Um, but I do melt a bit to Sammy and Jay Wow in these moments because they are quite kind to her and they're like, just stick around, give it another chance. You know, we like you. We're not going to judge you. We appreciate your apology, everything like that. And oh, yeah, they're not just one or the other. Like, they're not all anti heroes. You know, they have their moments where they endear us to them, all of them, the whole cast. Yeah, totally. But up until this point, I hadn't seen that for Sammy. Like she like was really grinding my gears um, at this point. But it was nice to see that she's not just a raging misogynist. She will let herself warm up yeah. and take a lost girl under her wing. So she's I, the you know. sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. Yeah, she is. She's like I, I have my nickname for a reason. Link. She told us, <laughs> and she fucking meant it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah no lies were then, spoken yeah and then fine end end scene yeah the cliffhanger ending will she stay will she not yeah spoiler she stayed <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and that's jersey shore season one episode one so totally i'm torn on to as to whether we should like carry on in some way like i i know back to being obsessed (laughs) i know me too let us know i'm interested in hearing from the audience what you guys would like to hear i could keep going with jersey shore and i'm like or do we go to a place of teen mom you know like there's a rich buffet to choose from so yeah like maybe we could like check in at different points in the seasons of of Jersey Shore. Like I was thinking that I was thinking going to the highlights because we're here to recap the best moments of reality TV. So, you know, yeah, the best I, of the best. There's a couple episodes that I think deserve the spotlight, deserve their moment to revisit. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it for today, and we'll see you next week. See you guys soon. Love you guys. Bye. This podcast is produced by me, Emily Rose, hosted by the Sonar Network and edited by Solomon Krauss Imla. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a five-star review. See you next week. Au revoir, mes amours.